Blog Talk Radio. Everybody sit back, 
relax and get your favorite cocktail, and we're going to be right back with the Hot Topics. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306, or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Hey, this is Redwine, just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it, PJs only, no clothes allowed, and I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine, are you talking about the Pajama Party, where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me, Papa Didi? I know you guys are doing this spot without me, Carol with the Yellow Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. we don't have time All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. So, uh, well, before we get into the hot topics, we have a caller. So we're going to go to the lines, pick up the caller, and then we're coming back to the hot topics. Cool? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comments. Caller, you're on the air. Go right ahead with your comment. I must have pushed one by accident. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not a problem. It's okay. it's okay to talk. Say hello. How you are know. y'all? Fine, how you doing? Great. Matter of fact, Everything I just came cool? in the house. I, I just came in the house. I said, let me, I seen it on my phone. So I said, let me dial y'all in. I didn't even know what okay, y'all were talking we about. Appreciate. Well, the show okay. just uh, started. We were running a little late, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're putting it together. But we're, we're, we're going to warm up. And uh, we do it every week. So we can almost do it with one hand tied behind our back. We'll be <laughs> all right. All right. Now call back in. Okay. No, you don't all have right, to call back in. But just put you back, um, back out of the queue. So you're good. Stand by. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right, uh, Kettle, back over to you. Hot topics. Who's All up right. first? All uh, right. I can go. Ain't no problem. Ain't nothing something to do. <laughs> All right. What you got for us? Uh, unfortunately, another campaign under disappointment for the women as Elizabeth Warren bows out. I thought she was going to just go go the distance. Man, I'm like, mm, 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 mm. Well, just a few days ago, Vanessa Jackson um, marked her spot beside Elizabeth Warren's name on her Georgia ballot. 
But hopefully um, she was uh, casting her vote for the first female president of the United States. But unfortunately, she saw a flash on her cell phone that she had bailed out. I'm like, come on, are you serious? Um, for, for many, Warren's exit was a familiar punch-in-the-gut moment of disappointment, tinged with anger. A presidential candidate, uh, I'm sorry, presidential campaign where a class of capable, highly accomplished female candidates was passed over for two men who look like just about every other one who's ever held the office. I mean, we need to see some new blood up in here. What's up? What's up? So the article goes on to say, gender aside, there were tactical errors that um, undermined Warren's candidacy, perhaps the most significant being her handling of the Medicare um, for all. I guess she was trying to put it out there, but, I mean, I guess that's just not a reality um, type of thing to talk about, about the Medicare and, and trying to have it for all people. You know, there's always a few that don't want that don't want that because I guess they're looking at their taxpayer money is going to pay for that, so they don't want that. So you know, that could have been one of her downfalls. But then I guess she never said she ran out of money, but maybe that was one of the cases she ran out of money, or she didn't feel strong enough on her campaign. But I thought she was doing pretty good myself. So um, I don't know. What what you guys think? Think she's been hung in there? I, I, well, you know, I don't know. I I don't want to have a bad opinion, but uh, it was just I think just her disposition was always so. And we're talking about Elizabeth Warren, right, Senator from uh, right. was it Massachusetts? Right. Right. To me, her her disposition was never was never cooled out. You know what I mean? And this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't have no love-hate relationship with her or anything like that. But she was always right. so frantic. Even the way she was, uh, uh, the way the lady uh, had mocked her on uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, mm-hmm. with all the, the, with the sweater and the, you know, and the, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, look, the, look, the look was always just so, and I guess we don't really see what we look like when we're doing things, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think well, I, I think that. Well, I just think Elizabeth Warren, maybe I think she need to focus more on what projection, what images was she projecting. I don't think that her her camp made her aware of just how she kind of looked like a little a little mix of of steroids and Parkinson's disease. You know what I mean? A little bit. It okay. was. And I'm not saying that to be. I'm just saying that, that that's what it looked like, especially the Parkinson's disease, the shake and the move, and the constantly always weighing in at it, almost like Robin, what was it, Robin Williams was his name? Always fired mm-hmm. up, you know, the gentleman that oh, passed yeah, away. Oh, yeah, the comedian. Like Robin yeah. Williams, where she was always fired up, but does it, you, know, you got to cool out sometimes. Maybe I'm just looking at Barack's disposition of how cool he was, you know what I mean? And I think right. that for us only have one black man as the president, then people should take a lesson on his demeanor, you know, how he was, you know, he was his swagger. And I don't know if Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren thought that particular swagger was going to get her over the top, but it was so, it was so like, and then some of the comments that she made to uh, the gentleman, um, the mayor uh, from, uh, what was his name? 
the, the New York mayor. Uh, de Blasio? De, no, not de Blasio. The, the one that was running for president. The one who's currently the billionaire. Oh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg, yeah. When she kept coming into him with the female thing and all that, I mean, he wasn't on trial. You know what I mean? This is like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost like if you meet a, you meet a friend in a bar, and the first thing you're going to do is bring up your past. You know what I mean? Because they knew you back then. And they see you probably right. trying to talk to somebody, get to know somebody, and like, oh yeah, kettle, oh I see you still pushing up on people, uh, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck? whoa, motherfucker, whoa, you know what I mean? That's ten years ago. You don't, you don't say that's ten years ago, but you like, whoa, we running for president here. We on national TV at a debate, and you smacking me in the back yeah. of my head over some stuff I did in the office twenty years ago. What the fuck was up with that? I mean, it's well, they, I, to put I guess out, they figured that would help the campaign. I guess you know they, you know how people yeah, pull out. But, yeah, but but you know what though? For every action, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, and let he without sin mm. cast the first stone. Okay. Well, yeah, because if somebody okay. digs deep, if people dig deep enough on you, they gonna find something on anybody. You know, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren, you know, she can say, well, you know, you know, when I was in college, you know, I, was, I was gay when I was in college, you know, just because you was in college, you know, don't mean that, you know, you know, we're supposed to forget about the fact that you, you had some episodes, I mean, but now you out of college and you strictly dickly, I mean, what are you saying? You know, I'm just saying. Anyway, I said enough. <laughs> anyway. What do you think anyway. about that, uh, Red You think she could have ran I, the distance, or you just? No, I don't. And I, I personally think that she came across kind of mean spirited, especially hmm. when she went in after Bloomberg. Yeah, it was. I just felt like you know I understand you're trying to make your case and prove your point, but it mm-hmm. just felt very mean spirited. For the sake of the women and all, I, I'm not knocking that. Like I mean, I'm all right. for, you know, give the women a voice, stand up for your rights and all of that. But it was just the way in which wow. she did it. Went in hard. That wasn't the first time. She went in you know, hard. I mean, she's done that kind of stuff before. And I just felt like, well, you coming across, Elizabeth, like a, a bitter old woman. Mm-hmm. And, and like, y'all, I just don't. Like, like they had. I don't, I would not feel comfortable having a bitter old woman run the country. What? And what did they say? They came. She came off to him like they had some, like they had some. What do you say to people that know each other? Like y'all had some something together. Like, yeah, y'all, you know. like like something was in the past. Yeah, like y'all got yeah, like y'all got a pass. That's what it sounds like. Damn, you and Bluebird got a pass. He, he, y'all used to fuck Whoa. around. Yeah. Don't say it. It just seemed like she was trying to level off from that bad date they had back in 1985. Right. You know what I mean? And it's right. unfortunate that the only options left now are bitter old men. But yeah, but okay. they both now she came across as a bitter old woman. So. Now her and Bloomdale is out. So what do you say to that? What what is whatever she well, like said? Like I said, now you got two bitter old white men. So. Yeah, well that's uh, yeah. But I think that Bloomberg, he was just there to help uh, financially with the campaign. I really don't think he was trying to run for president, honestly. Um, I was talking to uh, my brother uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he said, well, he's just funneling money through the, the campaign. And it makes sense now to me. I mean, you know, why all of a sudden you just won't drop in and you won't drop back out? It just didn't make any sense, but apparently it was a strategy. Uh, move to, you know, try to funnel some money through the um, Democratic, um, you know, 
DNT. So yeah, that's and as a billionaire, you do got Yeah. And he's still running commercials, anti-Trump commercials. So now he's just not well, running commercials with Mike, Mike for whatever, you know, the right. tagline. Now it's just saying, right. not Trump. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> Everybody just just trying to beat him. I mean, if that's possible. If not, I might have to move to Canada. I'm telling you. This just, if Trump becomes president again, I, I'm going to reconsider. This is crazy, <laughs> you know. So. I we shall you. see, though. Yeah. Yep, we shall see. All right. What you got over there? What you got? Uh, Let's see. Papa Didi, what you got for us? Well, I got some stuff here based on the the, uh, coronavirus uh, death toll rises and things like that. I mean, and we'll we'll comment on this here, too, after we uh, get this particular uh, paraphrase on this. As more uh, cases of the coronavirus are daily around the globe. The death toll in the United States has uh, rose to at least 15 as of Friday. Most of these people were in Washington State. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't. They keep saying Washington State, I guess, just to keep the scare down. They're not saying um, Seattle, Washington or, you know, they're not breaking down what particular towns and not particular what particular major cities in Washington, you know. Okay. You know, Walla Walla, places like that, you know. So all they're saying is that Washington State, I guess that's to keep the fear down. So people in Seattle don't be losing their mind and Walla Walla don't be losing their mind. And, you know. But anyway, there have been at least 14 reported deaths from, uh, it's called the, uh, con- what is it, caught COVID-19. COVID-19 disease, COVID-19. Yeah, I think that was the original uh, name of it until it got a slang name to go along with it. Or, But anyway, disease caused by the new, that's disease that's caused by the uh, coronavirus in Washington State, which has many, uh, m- many outbreaks that broke out in a, a nursing home in Seattle. That everything, it seemed like, I don't know what got in that nursing home, but it seemed like something hit there and just spread big time. So whoever was in uh, China at the time, they claimed that it happened in a warehouse that had dead bats in it. And the person was what? in there doing something. And, yeah, that was the that seemed to be the, uh, what they call that, the initial place where all that took place. So uh, there was one death confirmed in California earlier last week, a cruise ship with over 3,000 people, which is out, out which is uh, hovering on the outskirts of San Francisco. Okay, that's under quarantine. And a 71-year-old man died on that particular ship. So that ship cannot come back into the port of San Francisco. So that's out there hovering as well. Mm-hmm. And they put, you know, Mr. Uh, frozen Hair uh, Pence on the job. <laughs> that hair is frozen to his head, by the way. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence said in the news brief Friday that 21 people on the Grand Princess crew were tested positive for that particular element, and include 19 crew members. Now, 19 crew members out of wow. 3,000 people, the majority of people in there are crew members. So where is this lurking? Where, apparently, it's, it's amongst the foreigners on the ship, because in most cases, not to speak present, not to speak uh, bias or racist, but most of the crew members on cruise ships are of a foreign nature. Okay? Uh, did I say that politically correct enough? 
think so. All right. Anyway, uh, across the United States, there's been over 160 confirmed cases of the virus, according to the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia. They reported cases uh, so far span over uh, 20 of our United States. The number of cases are growing daily around the world, reaching nearly 100,000 cases have been reported around the world from globe to globe. So uh, with a total of 3,000 people being dead of this, so that's where we are. So you get the big old number of 100,000, and you subtract 3,000 from 100,000. So we have still uh, 97,000 people are sick and 3,000 people that have died so far worldwide on this. And it's all now in little pockets all over the world. And hopefully it will subside or hopefully it will be a serum or something that will uh, a serum meaning uh, not a sermon, but a serum. Mm. Okay, and uh, the World Health Organization rep- uh, repeats its call for governments to educate the uh, public on symptoms and a way to protect themselves as well as, as far as masks and uh, putting something to block you between buttons and grabbing things and poles and handles and things like that. I mean, if you're going to get that deep. Some people take this literally and you look at some people, they're walking the streets looking like, Looking at God knows what, you know, they're straight mum- mummified, you know, right. and then they get on the bus with you and they expect that you're supposed to be acting normal and they got all this, this gear on, you know. So anyway, so so let's just hope that it uh, subsides in some respect, just like water, you know, receding back down to the earth after a flood. Let's just hope it uh, has this place. And uh, that's all I have on that. So to comment on the comment on that, I think that the administration needs to speak more, you know, forthwith with this as opposed to like talking like it's, uh, you know, it's so casual. You know, Trump refuses to really come in hard with this. He's talking so polite with like, yeah, yeah, we'll be, you know, you know how he talks with his big old red hat on, like he's yeah. the Dalai Lama, you know, so. But the dolly dodo. If it if it breaks out any deeper, I think it's gonna be a major concern. It's gonna cause major attention. It's gonna be very deep and very interesting. So if you got any anybody have any comments on this and you're out there, you if you're on the phone talking to us, you can press one and um make your comments on what's up or uh, give us a call. If you're online listening, call us at nine one four eight oh three four three zero one six. And press one. I was on vacation. Yeah, you were close. All right. <laughs> hey, Bob, is there anything about um, a state of emergency for um, Montgomery County, Maryland, anything? No, you know what? That wasn't even on here. The, the Maryland, Maryland thing oh, okay. uh, in Delaware County, nothing was mentioned to that there. I get, but uh, the way the numbers sound and being as up to, uh, up to Friday, I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that that uh, that numbers that I mentioned uh, seem like Montgomery County or any other county is listed in those particular numbers, you know. So well, they said they had three okay. cases in Maryland, two I believe two of which were in Montgomery County. I'm not sure if all three were, and uh, the governor, what's his name, Hogan, mm-hmm. he was making a statement, and I don't know if he actually declared a state of emergency or not. But mm-hmm. I know they're getting close to it, trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to handle things. They said that the people, the three people, are uh, quarantined within mm-hmm. their own homes. Yeah, he spoke. Okay. You know, one thing I do like about 
one thing I do like about Hogan is that he comes out and he comes out and he speaks more more stronger about the the situation than the than the, the uh, government administration in the White House. You know, at least he's more open minded to it and giving people giving the people straight, you know. And uh, yeah, that's I, true. I appreciate the way he was talking. And he did, in fact, before he started talking, he pulled out a Lysol wipe and wiped off the microphone. So he's up on it, you know. He's doing okay. it. That's probably because he's not an idiot like those people in the White House. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Moving on. Um, black U.S. representative was kicked off of the House floor for honoring Trayvon Martin is calling out the hypocrisy of Congress after one of the members of Congress, who was white, wore a gas mask with reference to the whole uh, coronavirus situation. Now, the person involved, the black person who got kicked off the House floor for mentioning or honoring Trayvon Martin was Representative Bobby Rush. My man Bobby Rush keeps it real. He's a Democrat from Mm. Illinois. He got on Twitter mm-hmm. today to slam Representative Matt Gates or Go- Gates, I think that's his name, who's a, rep- a Republican from Florida, for mocking the coronavirus outbreak, which of course has killed 14 Americans and thousands of people worldwide. So, as Congress began voting on the bill that was passed uh, for 8.3 billion with a B. billion in emergency funding to fight the coronavirus pandemic. This man, Gates from Florida, Republican guy, he's sitting up there on the House floor wearing a gas mask, mocking the whole situation about the coronavirus. And then he tweeted out a photo of himself wearing the gas mask as he was reading the bill that was just passed to fund, to put the $8.3 billion to, you know, fund dealing with this uh, situation. And I mean like a gas mask, not like the little mask you see people trying to buy at the pharmacy. I'm talking full-blown gas mask like you see SWAT teams and stuff wearing. So, of course, people on social media were outraged, pissed off, fired up, all of that. And they felt like he was making a mockery of the coronavirus, which it appears that's what he was doing. And uh, they were saying that for him to be able to get away with doing that on the Senate floor, and why are you up in Congress with a gas mask on and looking at the bill that we just passed, but when... Senator or Representative Bobby Rush wants to honor Trayvon Martin. He gets thrown off the Senate floor. See, there's there's a lot of inequity going on. You're going to throw him off the floor because he wants to honor Trayvon Martin. But this fool can stand up here and mock a worldwide pandemic, and nobody tells him, you got to go, or nobody throws gates out. I don't know. It's so wrong with the That's picture. Something wrong. Mm-hmm. It is clearly something wrong. But see, you know, Bobby Rush has been a civil rights activist, like, from way back when, probably from day one. He's been battling all kind of injustice and stuff from the beginning. 
So I think they're already, you know, prepared to gun for him no matter what he does. Probably every time he gets up or or asked to be recognized, they're already flexing, waiting for him to say something so they can jump on him. Wow. There were some other Congress people who spoke out against what Gates had done, but nobody Mm -hmm. uh, suggested that he be thrown out like they threw uh, Bobby Rush out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not right. Always something. That's what I say. Never is, is it? (laughs) Nope. Mm -hmm. It is not right. Mm -hmm. Like Papa said, white privilege. That's that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems to be in full bloom. For sure. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. 914-803-4306. And press 1. And press 1. You. Press 1. Mm-hmm. So. All right. We're going to take All a right. CC break and come back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be right back. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. Welcome back to the Pajama Party 1. Here's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. 
It's time for the Hit It and Quit It headlines. Can I go first? Yeah, I'm Go for it. Go for it. Got it. <laughs> okay. I just had a quick one. Uh, I don't know if you all caught the video of uh, Jill, or I should say Dr. Jill Biden, protecting her husband. She was protecting her man when somebody uh, jumped up out of the audience and was moving toward him at a rally. And Jill Biden was like, oh, no, no, not on my watch. So protesters disrupted former Vice President Joe Biden's speech as he celebrated, you know, the primary went on Super Tuesday, and his wife, Jill Biden, was not having it. When an animal rights activist started waving a Let Dairy Die sign, rushed the stage during this event, which is in California, Jill Biden immediately leapt in front of her husband with her arms raised, blocking him with her body. Wow. She was like, no, you're not going to get up here and hurt my man. Uh, There was a woman named Simone Sanders, who was a black woman, who was a senior advisor to uh, Vice President uh, Biden, who rushed in to haul the protester from the stage. Mm. So they were moving like clockwork because they don't have Secret Service protection. So he's Mm -hmm. just up there, and here comes this crazy lady with the let dairy die sign, Dr. Jill Biden jumped up, put the body block in front, and then Sister Girl came and swooped down and grabbed the lady and was like, yank, and got her out. <laughs> so they were tag teaming this lady. Like that scene in The Wizard of Oz. Put him up. Put him yeah. up. Put him up. <laughs> they were tag teaming her. And the sister was funny. Uh, her name is Simone Sanders. When they asked her about it, she said, yeah, well, I broke a nail. But mm. it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I know she that's was right. not having it. So I say mm. shout out to, uh, what's her name, Simone Sanders and Dr. Jill Biden. They standing by that man. All right now. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's not the first time that it happened. It was another incident that happened, too, and she had her uh, husband's back. That's nice. That's good. Yeah, I think you're right. If something else happened and she had to, like, jump in between. Yeah, she's a real mm-hmm. renegade, though. I like I like her. Yeah. Jill Biden, she's a real – she's the one that blew the cover on uh, on Barack Obama when when she when he selected people to do different jobs, you know, because uh-huh. uh, she was talking about how Biden had his choice to be vice president and then – once he chose to be vice president, then he went on and made uh, Hillary the secretary of state, meaning she had to travel. And Biden's wow. wife said all that. And Biden didn't want to see. He was trying to shut her up. He <laughs> said, yeah, well, mm-hmm. he had a choice, and, and Barack picked him as vice president, and so now Hillary got picked as secretary of state. So it's really, Hillary, Hillary has to travel. My husband doesn't. And Biden was like, yo, shut, shut up, damn. The world wasn't even supposed to know that. And she was right there on the meeting that he had with Biden, and she told it all. So now Hillary's saying, right. oh, that's how it went down, you know. Yeah. So Hillary, that's how she got caught up in that scandal with the, you know, with the embassies and all, because she got shipped out of Secretary of State. She sure did. And I don't mm-hmm. think ever since that fight they had with Barack and, and uh, 
Hillary. I don't think he wanted her to be to be vice president anyway. She was she was she was. No, just they like, were too much like water. She and was oil. just like like we were saying earlier, uh, Kettle. What I was saying about uh, mm-hmm. Warren. You know, remember? Mm-hmm. And, well, no. Okay. Well, where, where are we now? We're in the middle of uh, hot topics. Or? Uh, he didn't quit. You're up okay. next. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Anyway, um, Trump again. Trump's on our story here on our show every every week. Been. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> All right, it seems like um, Trump Trump is trying to blame the Barack administration for the Corona response. Okay, admit uh, criticism uh, yeah, yeah. over the government's ability to test for uh, cases of the new uh, coronavirus. President Trump on Wednesday attempted to shift the blame uh, to who else? The uh, his uh, predecessor, former Barack Obama. Okay. Saying if that that administration would have been more due diligent in their efforts to, to react keep, to something to keep that had America happened. safe, oh my and God. if they were more due diligent to keep America beautiful, then therefore this this virus wouldn't escape out of his hatch, as he put it. But anyway, Trump on the uh, Corona testing, uh, the Obama the Obama administration made a decision on testing that turned out to be very uh, detrimental to what we're doing now. As uh, we're trying for the last few days to to get as much uh, serum together to do the testing as well as cure people, if the Barack Obama administration would have been more due diligent to build these serums and store them properly, they'd be there and we need them. He just went on and on, on and on about how Barack is blamed for uh, the coronavirus, the Barack administration. So here's your boy Donald Trump again throwing throwing the you know. Yeah, put him on the kiss. So anyway, you know, and critics are saying that uh, Trump's criticism was quick to jump on his attempt to blame Barack, pointing out that uh, it was his administration that uh, disbanded a team directly responsible for global health security and potential uh, situations in 2018. If he would have kept his team together, yada, 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 you know, just a bunch of bull. Anything, anything to never. But when Trump talks, he's only talking to one group of people. He's not talking to the world at all when he's holding a conference. He's speaking to his people that have his back, you know, his team, his followers, you know. As long as they're listening, he's happy. Everything else means nothing. Anyway. Right about that. That's all we got on that. All right. Go over to you, Kettle. Hit it and quit it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's that. I, I was just piggybacking on Papa. That's that's just crazy. He's always blaming everything on the um, Obama administration. So they're gonna say, oh, they started the coronavirus now. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry. Put him on the list, like you said. I know. It's just, it it, it, it should show more. But this should show people that he's more and more of a moron. He just he's just stupid. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go on. Um, had a story out of Evansville. Uh, Olive Garden manager fired after complying with racist requests. A 16-year-old hostess, Amira Donahue, took to Facebook to expose the incident after she and another uh, um, her black coworker were targeted by a white couple while at work at the Evans um, Olive Garden. Um, according to the team, the unidentified woman said awful things about her, including asking 
if she was even from here before suggesting that she should work as a at a strip club instead. What? What? Crazy. What? In the post about a bystander confirmed the story, noting that uh, she saw that the manager complied with the woman's racist request before vowing never to return to the restaurant. Um, she said, I'm, I'm never going back to the Olive Garden in Evansville. A few white people in and said that they refused service from a colored server and asked to speak with the manager. When they start using color, they be going back. Wow. The manager without, the Evansville. Let me see. The manager without hesitation assures that they will not receive service from a person of color. The couple should mm. the couple uh, should have been refused service for even asking something like that. It's disgusting the Olive Garden manager would allow that, especially um, with a very diverse staff. Wow. After the news broke, Olive Garden terminated the manager in question. <laughs> Olive Garden said, I'm well for that. Um, that's crazy. I mean, when they saw we going backwards, <laughs> talking about color, I mean, come on now. I'm still Ooh. trying to understand how she's going to tell a black person um, about they should be working as a stripper. Instead of working in a restaurant, she like where did that right. come from? I said nice ass with some nice titties. Anyway, oh, a white ass racist ass damn person. That's where it came from. They just think that you know, yeah. I guess people of color are not supposed to be in certain positions. You're supposed to be shaking your ass over. I guess I don't know. Well, it sounds like the manager was promoting that stuff as well. You know. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. It was all in it. So. Well, the manager pumped up. Because the woman was yelling and stuff, making a scene, talking about she didn't want to be served by a black person or a colored person. So the manager went and got somebody white to wait on her. But I mean, to me, got fired. yeah, to me, he um he should have told her, ma'am, you know, you gotta you gotta step away or you gotta leave. Cause we don't, you know, we don't deal with that type of stuff like that. That's just crazy, exactly. but he was part of it. So like you said, you know. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I agree. He could have diffused the situation by just telling her that, you know, we are an equal opportunity employer. We have, you know, people from diverse backgrounds that work here. And if that's a problem for you, then let me show you to the door. Right. There you go. You need to become manager. There you go, manager. (laughs) I'm just saying, to me, it's common sense. You know, I'm not going to let a customer come into my business and run my business. It's crazy. I'm trying to see where it is. It said Evansville, but where is Evansville? I'm trying to figure out. article didn't say. Is, is that it Indiana? seems like there's an, I know there's an Evansville in Indiana. Yes, that's where it is. Yep. Evansville, Indiana. So. Oh, yeah. Well, now it makes sense. Indiana's where mm-hmm. the clan was born. Clan headquarters. Clan was wow. born in Indiana. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well. See, now it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Let that white ass stay right down there, too. <laughs> Shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that
Oh, boy. We had some doozies. Uh, let's see. We got Papa Didi coming up next with what's popping. Uh, you ready to roll, Papa, or you want to take yeah, a break? Let's just take a break for a minute. Okay. Going to take an ice break? All right. We're going to take a quick ice refill break, and then we'll be back on the other side with Papa Didi. Did y'all want to discuss that uh, what? thing we were talking about? Uh, well, let's just, well, why are we here for a second? Let's... Uh, I want to discuss the thing that there was one thing mentioned about that Olive Garden thing that really sparked my attention. And I find this out in a lot mm-hmm. of communities and things like that. A lot of these places, when I think when you were talking about the uh, Olive Garden, how they said that it had such a diverse group of people working there. But see, the sad part about it, there's no diversity in, in the leadership, you know. Yeah. And, and that, right. what, you know, we, and I found that in a lot of areas too, in the Maryland area and things like that. And even D.C., you go to restaurants and you see all kinds, especially a large restaurant. You see black employees all over the place with people of color, you know, Spanish people in there and black black employees, uh, brown people everywhere holding that place down. Everything from the waiters to the bartenders and everybody is all of color of some type. But then when you get a hair in your food and you call for a manager, what comes out the back, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Out the back, almost every time. And you say, "My stuff, wait a minute." I'm looking at enough black people in here to make a Tarzan movie, and every time I call about a real complaint, here come a white person out the back. So what? That's true. Why is that mm-hmm. the case? Are black people just not applying for management positions, or what? What is uh, what's going on? You know, and it's, it's scary sometimes because you you kind of wonder, man, what? Why? I've seen it in Walmart. You know, I see black people stocking shelves and black. And then when the person's walking with the little laptop in their hand telling people what to do, it's Caucasian. I've seen times at Walmart, not to pick on Walmart, I'm not going to say what store, that they have a meeting like at 9 o'clock, 8, 8 o'clock in the morning back at the jewelry stand or back at the wherever area they meet at. And there's all these black employees and there's a white person overseeing the meeting they're standing up with these black people that are attending the meeting off the floor. You know, all staff meet in the back of the such and such for a staff meeting, you know. And they all meet behind the the, the entertainment section. And there's like 25 black people there, but there's a white guy and woman. There's three managers talking to all of them, and they're all white. And I'm like, well, damn. Why is this scenario always the same everywhere you go? Everywhere you go, you see a thousand black people all over the place. You know, and I'm sure it's the same way when you go to major corporations. You go to airports, Southwest Airlines. There's black people everywhere, right? Baggage, the front desk, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, it's, I just want to make that point, you know, but uh, very interesting. That was, that, that was a good point, yeah. Everything started with management. Right, it, it, it needs to change. Need to change. Colors need to change as far as management. I agree. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Stuff mm-hmm. is not fair. It's not balanced. All right, we're going to take a quick break, get some ice in the glasses, and we're coming back with uh, Papa Didi and What's Poppin'. Looking for a new cocktail? to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list 
of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com and tell a friend. They'll thank you. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also at uh, com too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got in this studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch her stealing airtime. As you, you know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up well, on the end. Oh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Central Time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock Western Time. <laughs> East West Coast Time. Right, okay. right. Either way, so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock. If you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central Time. See, now we got it all. 7, 7 o'clock, if you're in. Uh, okay, it's 9 o'clock Eastern. Y'all can do math. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. 9 right. o'clock Eastern. Right, okay. Check us out. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 9 15 CP Time, right? Yep, that's right. CP Time, 9 15. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey. Bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Love? Hey, come on, Mr. Love. Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes with my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to the John Party. One, your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. A bonsoir, darling. It is now time for Papa Didi. And what's poppin', poppin', poppin'? (laughs) So what's poppin', poppin'? So much, so much, so much. We'll break it down for the people. Take your time, take your time. Yeah, what's poppin'? Uh, i tell you what, um... Let's talk about the candidates to the left. I had another story, but I want to save it for uh, for living for the city segment later on. But I want to, I want to talk about this whole candidate thing. And 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 uh, kettle and red wine, you're welcome to join in on this. Um, looks like red wine went back to the pantry to get some uh, that that box wine that we brought in here tonight. Uh, anyway, nice. you can weigh in there. We weigh in on this. The candidates that was up for the uh, uh, 
for the election for president. Now, red wine, what was that one candidate that's still in there? The one always wear the white suits. Now, all this girl oh, was Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Now, she's a congresswoman now. All she did was she went to Iraq, and and sometimes you can go to Iraq as a uh, work in the supply corps and don't even see none of the war. But then you come back talking like you was a hero. Now, this one, all she wears is white outfits, and she, you know, she's a nice-looking lady, but she thinks, she actually thinks she's a shit, really. And, and it, but she's, she's so, she has a, a Republican disposition, but she's allegedly a Democrat. And she needs the attention, so she's hanging in there with the, I think she has two delegates that she got from somewhere. I don't know, maybe Samoa, some, was it Samoa, Samoa, like, uh, Oh, the one other, of the islands or one of the islands, one of the territories or wherever. But she's hanging there because she's trying to make a name for herself. You've probably seen her. She always wear white pantsuits, and she was in one of the debates with the white pantsuit on, and acting like she was so so fine, you know, like she was. But she's still hanging in there. But getting back to the other candidates now, uh, like we were saying before about Elizabeth Warren, you know, she, she was just so over the top. Over, over the top all the time. Every time she talked, it was with, with um, you know, vibrance. Like, she needed to cool out at some point, and she wouldn't, you know, do that. But right now, I also think that Bernie Sanders has some health issues that he's not really talking about. You know what I mean? I look at him, and I see, well, they're both older gentlemen, him and uh, Biden, but, but Bernie Sanders has an old disposition. He means well. He has a he has a nice, youthful uh disposition about him when it comes to how he feels and what he believes in but his age and his whole flavor is just it's just it's brutal it's br- i don't know if he'll he'll get forgetful after a while you know and uh biden will probably get better down his confidence is up because i think once the numbers weren't in, in his favor that he got a little self-conscious you know because he's trying to ride that backdrop of barack obama but uh, I just hope that Bernie is not a problem like Hillary was to uh, Brock. Because remember how Hillary was when uh, they were going up for the nomination? Hillary and... and uh, oh, yeah. And, and Hillary was... born and her son. Hillary was a mess. She didn't want to give it to my... These are my I don't want to give up my 10 million voters and yada, yada, yada. And he's going to pay me for my campaign. And um, and now she has a little documentary on, like an eight-episode eight documentary that she's going around supporting. And she even got Bill Clinton on there talking about uh, Monica Lewinsky on it. So they're trying to oh, make yeah. money. They're trying to make fast money from the networks and everything to put it out there. So that's how Hillary is. But Hillary is a mess. She, she's been raised by with the white silver spoon in her mouth. Don't get it twisted. Wasn't nothing poor about her coming up. I think her family was Republican before they went Democrat. You know, the same with uh, Donald Trump. He was Democrat before he went Republican. So, you know, you can't believe these white folks at all. One day they're one thing, the next day they're another thing. So, But getting back to the election here, I just hope that whoever wins the nomination, I'm sure Biden will, you know, because he once he gets back up north and they start doing primaries in, in Pennsylvania and Jersey and stuff like that, he'll win that stuff hands down because he was a big Amtrak guy. So you got to understand that people love him on the East Coast, and especially if it's anywhere between D.C. and Wilmington, Delaware, where it had a cellar train went when he went home at night every night. So he's got everything else on locked around the region when it comes to New Jersey and 
in New York and in Delaware and all that stuff up and down the uh, Northeast Corridor, as the railroad calls it. So, but if he does win that and he does get it fair and square, I hope that Bernie Sanders don't pull a Hillary Clinton and act like these are my 10 million people and yada, yada, yada. I mean, just, just walk away, you know. As they say, don't go away mad, just go away. And just get one person in there so everybody can get behind him. And then you got uh, Warren. She didn't want to support nobody yet. I'm like, well, what are you waiting on? You know, I mean, you done told Bloom, what was it, Bloomberg? Mm-hmm. You done told Bloomberg to kiss your ass, so he ate your guts. <laughs> so what does it matter, you know, about uh, how you feel about the two of them? So I'm going to hold off until, you know, people like, you know, Warren just wants to stay relative. She want to come back three weeks later after she knows somebody is winning and coming. They claim they're going to get behind the person that's running, but they never do. They never do. And that's how they'll lose because, you know, once you got one person nominated, you got to get behind them. But I don't think Sanders wants to give up his reputation. And the little girl with the white suit on thinks he's hot shit. She want to hang in there to try to stay relative in some respect, you know. And uh, and then you got to go Warren. She don't want to really give up her who she's uh, going to support because she's trying to stay relative. So it, it's, it's it's amazing. You know, I'll leave it there, but it's a mess. Just stay tuned, you know. Oh, yeah, we're all staying tuned. I just feel like, you know, when your time is up, your time is up. You ran, you tried it, you failed. So do what you said you are going to do. Get behind who, whoever the nominee is and throw your resources in that direction. But anyway, you know, that's typical. They say one thing and do another. All right, uh, let's see. It's the top of the hour. Is it time to lighten it up? Is it lighten it up, Ty? Go weird so. with the weirdness? Okay. <laughs> well, let's do it. Uh who wants to go first tonight? And not me, because I've got a humdinger. I don't want to go first. Uh, Carol, right. I'm going to go back over to you. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, what's, right. your, what's your weird? Couple creates fake laughs to keep super clean and cat happy. <laughs> the oh, hell? boy. A couple that recently started working from home needed to find a way to keep their super clingy cat occupied so they could get some work done. Their brilliant solution, a fake lap. Hear what I'm saying? A fake lap. It looks crazy. But if a you fake see the lap? Picture, yep. It's, it's crazy. It's somebody's and the legs are hanging down, but there's no, no top part. There's no body. So... <laughs> Right, so it's Becky just the says, lower half of the body? That's it, it's lower half of the body. Becky says their senior cat, Ziggy, needs human contact at all times. But now that they're working from home, Ziggy started climbing all over their desks and keyboards. We just needed to keep her occupied for a while, so um, we hate um, shutting her out of our office because she just shouts until we open the door again. So... She goes on to say, when I have a one-hour conference call, it gets difficult because she gets quite vocal. Starts trying to climb to the desk and batting onto the um, headset wire. 
So the couple tried everything to keep Ziggy distracted, but nothing worked until they came up with this fake lap. The pants are stuffed with a duvet cover, and one leg has a heated mat inside of it. Um, We tried to just um, the trousers with the um, heat mat inside, but she wasn't sold. Um, So, but after um, adding the stuffing and a pair of sneakers, Ziggy found her way onto the fake lap and sat peacefully, peacefully for hours. So she goes on to say, I think the trousers are a bit too scary to keep up all the time, Becky said, but we'll definitely put it back uh, pack, put it back out when we have a busy day of calls. That's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. So keep the cat satisfied for a little while, so what the hell. <laughs> they might have created something here. Yep, old Ziggy. Hell off the Ziggy. <laughs> and this fake cat. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. That's my weird news. Mm-hmm. Hello. Particular article, but. Coronavirus porn is going viral on Pornhub. Are you serious? You heard me right. Coronavirus porn. I I am so stunned with this one. Uh, let's see. It says the uh, the deserted Wuhan, which is where the virus started in China. They have a video called the deserted Wuhan. Um, it's the film was done by a couple who go by the name of Spicy and Rice, contains a grain of truth that the Chinese city where the coronavirus started does actually seem deserted now uh, because public transportation has been halted and, you know, people aren't moving around as much uh, because of restrictions, etc. for over a month now. So that part of their video does ring true. Uh, Another one of the videos by Spicy and Rice is called TSA Agent Detains Woman Suspected of Coronavirus, which sounds like it would be a regular, normal headline. But these are all titles of porn movies. So, yes, coronavirus porn actually exists. Uh, A search for the coronavirus on Pornhub returns 112 videos. Good grief. 112 videos with titles (laughs) titles like MILF in Coronavirus Quarantine Gets Hard Screwed for Medicine and Coronavirus Patients Screw in Quarantine Room. There's some other website where they've got four uh, different titles, and this other website was saying they can't hardly even keep up with the new accounts that people that are looking for this stuff. Wow. So basically I've they're saying uh, the company, I know, really. It's like it doesn't get much weirder than this. The companies <laughs> who do this is saying that I think people are attracted to COVID-19-themed porn, the same way that people are scared of their shadow, but yet Mm -hmm. they like to go to horror movies. We're all searching for things that make us feel alive. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. 
They said COVID-19 is something that brings fear and mystery to pretty much everyone in the world. Uh, You need to be able to feel something, and what better way to make you feel something than a global crisis? Mm, mm, mm. I'm trying to understand their rationale. I'm like, so how do you come up with the idea, so let's make it a porn movie? I just don't mm-hmm. follow. So they 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 close it out by saying that we thought we would use our porn as an avenue to get some legitimate information out with some comic relief to get people interested and reduce the chances of being banned because of you know the format in which they put the movies out there. They said the idea mm-hmm. uh, the. This sparked the idea, knowing that every current event ends up as porn eventually, and we knew people would be searching for it, more or less, on on censored platforms like Pornhub. I I just don't know what to say. I've heard it all. I, that devout that mm, Papa Didi. Yeah. Uh, you're up next, sir. Yeah, I, I can don't know what. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I just, me? I have no, I have no further comment on that one. <laughs> I just can't imagine. <laughs> they got no people in masks and protective gear having sex. I'm like, wow. Y'all thought that was a great idea. Well, whatever promotes the product, I guess. All right, uh, lemon uh, water is a perfect plant. Two years. This lady's name is, uh, I guess we'll call her a mm-hmm. She dreamed of being a uh, a uh, plant parent, and the plant died on the vine, and she recognized oh. the, uh, that the... Uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, what now? <laughs> now, what happened? What had happened what was... Had happened was... Okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, um, she dreamed of being a nutritious, a nutrition, uh, a plant parent. But her plant died on the vine when she finally realized that the succulent plant that she had been tenderly tenderly tending to for two years was a fake plant. She recounted what? her two years? Yeah, she, <laughs> she she recounted her botanical boo boo Friday and a virtual I'm sorry guys. viral uh, Facebook posts. Okay. I feel like these last okay. two years that that have been a lie that she wrote uh, let's All right, let's let's get the story on this here. <laughs> that that little part, they, that little beginning, that beginning part was was tacky. That that was written on this story. Oh. But the stay-at-home mom from California admits that she was extremely proud of her beautiful uh, succulent, which must be a type of plant, mm-hmm. which lived for two years on her kitchen window, her kitchen windowsill. She was such a uh, Dedicated caretaker to it. If anyone else tried to water my succulent, I would get so defensive. However, when she tried to transplant it into the cutest vase, 
she made a discovery, <laughs> discovery that there, instead of dirt, there was foam, painted, painted foam, foam that was previously white but painted green to project as soil. Oh, God. Was at the bottom of the plant, and the plant was phony. Now she had been she had been oh, watering this plant on her water sill for two years, <laughs> and when she oh. went to transplant, like I said, she realized it was a big old block of no. foam with plastic stems, <laughs> plastic stems stuck What's in the that? foam after two years. Anyway, oh, so she God. said, I, "I I pulled it from the container, oh. and it's sitting on styrofoam." With, with sand glued to the top. Oh my gosh! I tried my hardest to keep it looking its best, and it complete it's completely plastic. Okay. <laughs> and she has been. What happened with it is that she had been showing us as a demonstration on Facebook Live on how to transplant a plant. Oh my god! And when oh she got god. to the point where she was, she had an empty pot and was about to transfer soil to it. When she went to pull it up, she noticed it was hard to get the stems out of the soil, but come to find out Ooh. the soil was foam. Uh, oh, my god! What gosh. do you call it? It was a it was styrofoam, foam. and uh, what are you going to do? So, that is funny. The water must have been evaporating out of the plant. Nah, I'm not sure. Well, succulents don't need a lot of water, so she probably just put a little bit, and like you said, cattle, it probably over a few days just evaporated. So in the meantime, uh, oh my God, that's too. Funny. She has stopped bragging about having a green thumb. <laughs> and uh, you got a plastic thumb. Oh boy, that was. Doozy. And she says, I, she says I have to apologize to my coworkers. Because they always, t- I took pictures of my beautiful plant and posted on the job. My coworkers would say that their plants died because they failed to water them. And she said that she watered her plant religiously. That's why it looked so good, but ended up being a fake plant. So, anyway. Ooh, Lord, so, she had to apologize funny. to her coworkers as well. So, this is a weird story mm. called Woman Waters a Perfect Plant for Two Years. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a doozy. Woo boy. Okay. That's a good one. Laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was too funny. You got me crying laughing. Oh. I All wanted right. somebody to give it to Oh, my God. I don't know, but it was on the windowsill. And she was proud of that mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. She probably mm-hmm. had a name for it and everything. Well, what made her want to transplant it? Hell, it wasn't crawling. <laughs> We usually usually transplant something when we say, damn, that plant's outgrowing that pot. I need to put that in a bigger pot. But she probably figured it wasn't growing because it needed space. So she said, let me put it in something bigger so it can grow. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh. That was a dude. Well, look, if y'all want to join the conversation, uh, uh, what was I say? Oh, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you're listening online, if you're on the line, you can just press 1 and join the conversation. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm ready to go. 
which I'm just saying because I'm not going to be too long. Yeah, go ahead and do your thing. Go for it. All right. I'm, right, I'm, I'm going to do it. Fire in the hole. Um, I want to talk about how uh, these airlines are burning off a lot of gallons of jet fuel, running ghost flights because they're trying to keep their lane because of some ruling. Now, you know, with the coronavirus, a lot of people aren't flying anywhere like they used to. So what's happening with the airlines is that in order for them to be able to keep their, I I guess they call it like a flight pattern, lane or something, they are running empty ghost flights during the coronavirus and all like constantly due to some European rule that forces operators to have to run their allocated flights or you lose your slot. So it's like, okay, so even if I don't have anybody on my plane or even if I only have a few people, I still got to run my run this flight because otherwise, according to the European rule, I'm going to lose my slot. That's crazy. So my question is, who's paying for all of this burning off all this fuel? Is this part of the cost of the tickets that we pay for now? Or is this going to be tacked on to the tickets for those who aren't too nervous about flying? Because it just seems like that's just such a waste. That's like taking a lighter and burning up dollar bills. You know, when you could have burned wood or paper or something else. Why would you just waste money like that? So they're just burning off all this jet fuel. And like I said, because of the coronavirus, the demand for flights has been dropping down. But these pilots are still forced, due to this European rule, to go ahead, put your plane up in the air, fly to your destination, stay for whatever time you're supposed to stay, and then turn around and fly back. I just feel like, you know, people talk about how America is such a land of excess. This is a prime example of that type of excess. You know, why force them to do this? The same people who made this rule should be the same people who could relax the rule or at least say, well, for now, due to the coronavirus, we're going to, you know, put that rule on hold so that, you know, the airlines don't have to do this. I just don't understand. So I'm looking at it from the point of view of who's making money on this. Clearly the airlines are losing money. If they don't have butts and seats, they're losing money. This uh, organization who made the rules, I don't see how they'd be making money. So from my point of view, the only person making any money in this are the people who sell the jet fuel. They stand to still make money and perhaps even more. Because, you know, when things happen, prices go up. Just like the hand sanitizer. People selling hand sanitizer that was normally five, six, seven dollars a bottle for over a hundred and something dollars. And somebody out there is willing to pay for it. So, you know, when the demand, you know, they do that whole thing with the supply and demand. So the jet fuel people, whoever makes and packages, delivers jet fuel, they seem to be the only winners in this scenario. So with the airlines wasting, and they said it was thousands, 
thousands of gallons of jet fuel on these empty ghost flights. I don't see why the European group who made this rule doesn't just go ahead and say, all right, we're going to put that rule on hold. Put that on hiatus. Stick a thumbtack in that. We'll get back to it. But for right now, we're going to give it a break. I'm just saying, it just seems like when you have an emergency situation, everybody needs to line up and respond to the emergency. It shouldn't be two or three people are responding appropriately and somebody else is just making off like a bandit. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, who's really making money on this thing? What'd you say, Kevin? I said I didn't know that existed. That's interesting to know. Yeah, I didn't know either. I just found out about it, and so uh, what a waste. Yeah. Who's who's now, making I'm wondering money? If, right. Yeah, I'm wondering if the airlines aren't going to come back and start doing, you know, some of those like really drastic need to get away deals just to be able to get something out of the deal and put people on those flights. Mhm. Yeah, but that's gonna be interesting. I guess it depends on where they're going, because you know people aren't doing too much unnecessary traveling right now. Yeah, I agree. They're not. Mm-mm. They have to. Yep. All right. We'll see. Well, right. let's take we'll a break. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and let's see, coming back with Papa Didi and Living for the City on the Pajama Party this Show. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the Pajama Party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern. So get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to the Pajamas. Y'all want to hear Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Great. And the crowd goes wild. Here's Grace. <laughs> to the river. Yeah, I have too much to To the river. I don't know what you mean, darling. All right, over to you, Papa Didi. Living for the city. What's happening in the city? <laughs> Boy, are you strapped down? Uh-oh. Wait, let me get my seatbelt. Is everybody strapped down? 
Uh-oh. He about to fire it up. Go I'm on, fire it up. Fire it up, fire it up, fire it up. Fire it All right, let's talk about young people, okay? Let's talk about young cops. Young what? Young cops. Oh. They had to be young cops. I think that's the only way they'd be so damn stupid. Okay. You know, recently there was a story in New York City, Brooklyn, where a young boy by the name of uh, Fitzroy Gale, you'll hear about it. Fitzroy Gale, check the news, check the internet. This brother got busted for smoking a joint outside the park. Now, if these cops are that overzealous in New York City about smoking a joint outside of a park, then they better not, damn, should not bring their ass to the DMV. They lose their fucking mind. Okay, they smoking weed everywhere in the DMV. Okay, but I guess there's no uh, legalization of marijuana nowhere, shape, and form. And a lot of these young, and I say young because I know they got to be young. They got to be young, okay? The cops that was involved in this situation with this young brother not long ago, a couple days ago, had to be young and stupid, okay? Now... All of a sudden, one plainclothes police officer approached a gentleman for smoking a joint outside of a park, is what the news said. They didn't say Central Park or whatever, but it's happening in Brooklyn, New York. Now, now, mind you now, when people people say Brooklyn, they all of a sudden start thinking, you know, black. But no, Brooklyn's not black. Not anymore. Not anymore. I left Brooklyn maybe... Uh, 10, 11 years ago, 2008, 2007, 2006, I was hanging down there strong. And they were starting to gentrify the joint. They had just figured out what they were going to do with the uh, the stadium called the uh, Barclay Center. The Barclay Center was a big old hole for a long time. That hole was going to be brought by the Jets, and the Jets was going to call themselves uh, the, the New York Jets officially because they were going to be out of New York. But that deal fell through, and the Jets ended up still sharing the stadium with the Giants over in the area called the Meadowlands, which is in Secaucus, New Jersey. So they're still there. So all of a sudden, this big old hole was in the middle of Brooklyn on Atlantic Avenue. Big-ass hole. Because I used to go down there. I used to party down there. I used to work up there. I used to hang out there in Brooklyn. I had a damn good time. But then the projects were all closed because they were turning them into condos for white folks. Okay? And this was right behind that hole. But then all of a sudden, this Russian came along and brought that big old hole. And the Russian was the owner of the uh, New Jersey Nets basketball team. Okay? And he got with Jay-Z and everybody and money and contributions and investments. And he filled that hole with what we know now as the Berkeley Center in Brooklyn, which is on Atlantic Avenue, which was a big old hole back in 2008. Ain't no hole no more. It's a big-ass stadium, and Jay-Z's a part of it because that's Jay-Z's neighborhood. But behind that stadium, a little further down Brooklyn, as you go toward the BQE, which is the Brooklyn uh, the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, there's a project back there, and they closed all of it and kicked all the black folks out. Back there behind the project is a place called Smith Street where white folks have their dinner and stuff at night. It's an open Diner type, not diner, but it's open uh, restaurant area where 
was was the area where black folks went that lived in the projects, but now they done gentrified that and turned that into an area. Smith Street is now the area where you go eat dinner at night and stuff. So like the village was in Manhattan. I was in New York 20 years. I know a lot about it. Anyway, so Smith Street as well as uh, Atlantic Avenue, the Berkeley Center, everything. Now, that's why Brooklyn is what it is. But getting back to the original story, this young black gentleman a few days ago named uh, Fitzroy Gale was smoking a joint outside of a park in Brooklyn. And being that Brooklyn is overseen by white folks now in the Berkeley Center and everything else, they got undercover cops all over the place. So they approached this gentleman, if you look on the news, and they cornered this guy. And the one cop starts yelling at him, and all these other undercover cops come out of nowhere racing at him. So five or six cops is beating this young boy's ass up against a wall by a park. Now, they must be young cops because they wouldn't be so stupid. Okay, when I say young, means they're young. And when you're young, you miss out on shit. You don't know shit. Now, how are you going to beat a person's ass in the same degree that Eric Gardner was beat in Staten Island, which is only about maybe 20 miles from the very same place where you're beating this guy's ass. How are you going to beat somebody's ass where Sean Bell was killed in Jamaica, New York, which is another 20 miles in another direction in the same city? You had to be a young undercover cop that don't know shit, don't know the history of the city, a brand new cop, fresh out of the academy or wherever, ain't read the newspaper, ain't read the internet, don't know jack. How you gonna beat up a guy and then six other guys beating up this guy when you still got Eric Gardner and Sean Bell floating in the atmosphere and in the memories and they, they just fired the cop on that situation. All this shit is still fresh. And you still whooping the boys, still whooping the boys' ass? You've got to be young and stupid. And this was the same. When I say young people, I'm not riding them, but maybe I am. Fuck y'all, okay? Because if you don't have an old spirit and your parents ain't teach you shit, that's your fault. That's your fault. Because, see, youth is just like a, uh, a Pentium, like a uh, input, in a, a computer chip in a laptop. Okay, if it ain't installed in your ass, it ain't installed in your ass, and you don't know. So don't fake it. When all the people are singing songs and all that, and they're playing music that you don't know, if you don't know, you don't know. But stop trying to act like you can hang. If you got 20, 30 years difference on a motherfucker, stop acting like you in their generation, because you're not. You're not. Be who and what you are. Hell, you want to be my age and take my age. Give me your fucking young age. I'll tell you what to do with it. Give me 25 years back. Give me back 20 years. I'll show you what to do with it. But don't front like you're on my level because you're not. You're not. I wouldn't front for somebody. If I'm 60, I wouldn't front for somebody that's 80. I wouldn't act like I know where they are or know what they are because that's where they are. I don't act like I know what they know. I don't know what they know. Because they may have been a different time. They may have been to Vietnam. They may have been to World War II. I wasn't in that time frame. So I'm not going to fake it. I'm just going to respect what they have and respect what they know and respect my elders. Stop thinking when it comes to people older than you that you're on their fucking level because you're not. You may know shit. You may have done shit. You may do shit. Okay? But when it was out there doing shit, you was probably still being breastfed. Okay? 
They wore fucking cotton diapers with a big-ass safety pin, and you wore a motherfucking pamper, okay? So there's a difference in y'all. But like I said, get back to these cops. For them to get this guy and apprehend him like that on the on the heels of Eric Gardner, on the heels of Sean Bell, and y'all whooping six guys, whooping the guy's ass for merely, the district attorney already said, we don't even want the case. Dismiss that case. Why are you whooping this guy's ass? Because they know about Eric Gardner. But these little young-ass cops, fresh out of the academy, undercover, walking around New York, don't know nothing. But anyway, I'm just put it like that. You know, whatever age you are, stay in your lane. Stay in your generation. You can hang if you want to. But when people start talking about shit you ain't got no no clue of, then just keep your damn mouth shut and be in your own generation. Okay? That's all I got to say about that. All right, then. Eating this. Oh. So he dropped the mic. He said strap down. All right. All right. Um, Kettle, shifting over to you. Hollywood wrap-up. Yes, Are you ma'am. ready? Y'all didn't say yeah. the famous word. What was that? We're going to lighten What's it up that? a little bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was weird news. Oh. Oh, you hardcore. You're going to it up with me. Is that what it is? <laughs> I had to get that out there when I saw that story. I'm sorry. I had to get that out there. Okay. You got to say what you need to say. Keep it rolling. Uh All right. You guys ready to go to Hollywood? Let's go. All right. Well, since we talked about the coronavirus, I guess I'll I'll piggyback off of that and talk about the uh, new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, is postponed. Because of that, um, the release date for Craig, Daniel Craig's final James Bond film, No Time to Die, has been postponed until November because of the coronavirus outbreak. The film's producers announced Wednesday that after careful consideration and thorough evaluation of the global theatrical marketplace, the release will be postponed from its original April release date to November the 12th. Um, in the wow. UK and November 25th in the US. So it's going to be almost Christmas time before this comes out. Man, I, I was anticipating this. I'm a James Bond fanatic. But um, I understand. But I think they're doing it also too because the ratings may go down. Nobody may go to the movies. So, you know, the box office numbers may be, you know, not as great as they probably anticipated. Um, so because of that, they're postponing it. Uh, so. All right, got to wait for James Bond, so got to wait till November. So hopefully things will subside from this uh, coronavirus thing. Well, Taylor Swift fans, um, she is becoming a man. If you guys didn't know, it's uh, becoming the man. Taylor Swift details a five-hour-long physical transformation. It's a new video called The Man. Um, they transformed her uh, to be a man. She sat in the chair for five hours. I can do it. Each day of filming for her latest music video kicked off with five hours in the makeup chair. Taylor Swift reveals in a behind-the-scenes clip posted on Friday on YouTube. You know, I guess she does everything on YouTube. 
the um, dramatic um, transformation um, when the song initially dropped. Uh, Swifties worldwide were shocked to learn Swift herself played. Uh, the character is called Tyler Swift. So, um, interesting. Um, it came up pretty nice. Oh, okay. You oh, checked you it out? Yeah, yeah. He looks just like a man. Okay. All mm. right. Okay. So, he said, in addition to mounds of makeup and a wig, Swift says she also wore a muscle suit to help shape her body. Interesting. Okay. All right. So... You guys check that out. It's called The Man. Um, it's a feminist anthem. The man calls out society's double standards when it comes to men versus women. Okay. Yeah, Taylor Swift, she's always about feminist movements and stuff like that. So that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, Papa said it was good, so you guys check it out. Um, okay. On another note. The Harvey Weinstein prosecutor seek tough sentence for his lifetime of abuse. Harvey Weinstein's sentence for his conviction uh, on two sex crimes should reflect the quote-unquote the lifetime of abuse as shown at his trial. 36 other cases of sexual harassment and assault. Wow, that's a lot. Um, his sentence Gee. will be on March, March the 11th, so within the next five days, going to sentence his faith. The trial evidenced the testimony of six accusers who took the stand and additional allegations outlined in, the, in this letter. Um, and Lucy said, show a lifetime of abuse towards others and sexual otherwise. She asked the judge to impose a sentence that reflects the seriousness of the defendant's offenses, his total lack of remorse for the harm he has caused. That's true, yeah. Because when he first went into the um, courtroom, he had like 10 cell phones, and the cell phones were going off. I'm like, are you stupid or what? I mean, you're in the court. I mean, come on now. But, uh, yep. Um, Weinstein was convicted in February 24th of third-degree rape and uh, first-degree sexual assault involving two two women, I'm sorry, and was acquitted of three more serious charges. So they got him on the lesser charges, but the serious charges, they um, was acquitted on that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens on um, March the 11th. See how harsh of a penalty that they're going to, um, you know, give him. That's an interesting yeah. trial. <clears throat> so, Wait, you know. is, he still on, uh, is he still on suicide watch? Not to my knowledge. Not in this article. They didn't mention anything about that, but... Um, okay. I did hear that he was on suicide watch for maybe two weeks, but I don't think so. Not now. So he seems a cell mind and body to me. But uh, anyway. Um, okay. Also, we got a new uh, streaming service called Queeby. It's uh, a, a acronym for Quick Bites. So Queeby, hoping to establish itself in the world of Netflix and Hulu. Um, they have a star-studded um, cast. They have people like um, Chrissy Teigen, Chance the Rapper, Jennifer Lopez, um, Reese Witherspoon. So they'll be on the. It's a streaming service. And, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it's a platform exclusively on your mobile phone. They just uh, teamed up with um, T-Mobile um, a couple of days ago. They secured a contract with T-Mobile. So I guess it's going to be on all the T-Mobile phones, Queeby, you know. 
Um, it's $4.99 uh, a month, um, and you can do a 90-day trial service, and it starts on April the 6th. So should be interesting. Mm-hmm. So it says 175 right. original shows and 8,500 quick bites of content. So um, wow. I was just looking on, lot. on their site. Yeah, it is. I was just looking on their site, and they have one, this um, uh, quick bite called um, Flipped. And from the premise that I just saw, it looks so funny. It's um, two designers, um, a husband and wife team, and they I guess they're kind of down on their luck and kind of out of money um, trying to make ends meet. So they see this um, HGTV thing on TV as far as, uh, you know, how you buy a house or they can, you, you can um, win a house. So they won this house, and the, the house, once they got into the house, it was like a shell. They broke into the house, and it was a bag full of money. So that helped boost their career. But come to find out that it was a drug person's house, drug uh, drug dealer's house. Oh, boy. It's, yeah. So it, it looks pretty funny. So it's called Flipped. So, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should be interesting. Yeah. So that's called Queeby. Yep. Quick bites. Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right. That's my Hollywood wrap up. All right. Well, thank you, Kettle. I had another one. I was trying to find it um, about Maurice White's house. You know, the founder of Earth, Wind, and Fire. I thought I sent it to you, but uh, his house is up for sale. It's like three point something million dollars. It's uh, in Beverly Crest. I'm trying to see where that is. I assume it's in California. Yeah, it's around the Bel Air community. It's up for $3.995 million. So if anybody's looking for a house in the Bel Air area and you want to get uh, the home that used to belong to the creative and beloved uh, Maurice White of Earth, Wind, and Fire, you need to check that out. All right. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of beautiful features. Mm-hmm. So, How long has it been yeah, on the market? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I see it has four bedrooms, four bathrooms, 4,165 square feet of space. It's at the end mm-hmm. of a cul-de-sac. It's in a like a community that the community has seven tennis courts. Um, oh, wow. You know, Stuff like that, yeah, in the community. Mhm. Sounds pretty neat. Mhm. Yeah, it's a beautiful home. If you check it out. Mhm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Cocktail of the week. Did you Did you have one for us this week, Kettle? I got you. I got you. Um, oh, it's okay. Called... Surprise, surprise. It's called the Perfect Pair Brandy Sidecar. 
Sounds good. That includes one is one point um, five fluid ounces of a jigger pear brandy. Okay, um, a half a fluid ounce of simple syrup, half a fluid ounces of uh, lemon juice, one fluid ounce of pear nectar. Mm, sounds good. Um, so we're gonna pour the brandy, lemon juice, simple syrup, and pear nectar into a cocktail shaker over ice. Cover and shake until the outside of the shaker is frosted. Strain into a chilled martini glass to serve. Oh, sounds so good. <laughs> and that's the perfect pair, brandy sidecar. All right. I like it. All right. Well, you can find uh, the cocktail of the week and other cocktails on our website at apajamaparty.com. And uh, the cocktail of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. You can check them out at dchomegrown.com. Ah, let's see. Um, I don't have a lot for the, oh, the Kiss It list. <clears throat> the Kiss It list is a list of people that we compile who have shown off, acted up, and done something deserving of being on the notorious Pajama Party Kiss It list. So, I'm starting to list off with Donald Trump and Mike Pence for the way that this whole coronavirus situation is being handled. Uh, let's see. Who else did we have cattle for this week? Uh, Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, I said Pence. Mike Pence and Donald Trump. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They did a forefront. Oh, we oh. have somebody else. Anybody on the weird news? <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to put Pornhub on the kiss it list for doing all that coronavirus <laughs> porn. Y'all need to be shaming yourselves. That is some crazy stuff. That's all I can say. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And, and the lady who watered a, a fake plant for two years, put her on the kiss it list. Yeah. Something's very uh, I think. Yeah, it is. I think that's it. We got a short list this week. Mm-hmm. So we have a mm-hmm. gift for everybody on the Kiss It list. And here it is. My in We're back uh, to the pajama party. Uh, one of those Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. 
Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Do we have those cops on that list? Detect that young boy oh, in New yeah. York? Forgot about yeah, them. Put their ass on the kissing list, too. They're young and stupid. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. marijuana cigarettes. They better keep their ass out of DMV, right? Absolutely. You smell marijuana at every turn. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for the last word. Man, my last word is that, like I said earlier, that the youth of the world need to take a time and learn about the world before you start thinking you can hang with anybody or that you got just as much intellect going on. And learn life in stages. That's where all the older people learn. They learn in stages from different people. And the biggest thing they did was respect their damn elders. That's what got them where they are. You guys don't respect no damn body, some of you. What they say in New York, some of you is, some of you is, is, that's you with a Z at the end, New York City style, is, yours. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my last word is, my last word is, let's not lose our heads, but let's be very cautious about this coronavirus. You know, all this marking up stuff, price gouging and stuff. That needs to stop. This is a time where people need to be looking out for one another and trying to be helpful. Don't just get greedy and try to make money off of a bad situation. Real hand swipes, $200. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, come on, y'all. Next thing you know, they'll be taking a container of uh, Lysol wipes, trying to bust them out and sell them individually. But I wrapped them in a plastic bag. I'm yeah. selling them for three dollars a sheet. You yeah, know, come on, Lu- y'all. Lucy's. Yeah. So that's my last word. You know, let's pitch in and be helpful. Don't jump in and be greedy. Mm-hmm. Somebody might be at the bottom of the escalator selling five lifestyle wipes for five dollars. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, over to you, Kevin. What's your last word? My last word is an unusual, unusual word. Where is the hell is Ben Carson? Where is he? I haven't seen him since he was down um, at the hurricane, uh, I think in Florida or Puerto Rico, with uh, President uh, Trump. And he didn't know where he was. He's just a lost puppy. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I feel like this is where's Waldo. Where's Ben Carson? <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't even mention his name, talk about him, nothing. I mean, I haven't heard his name since then. I'm like, okay. I guess he just nope. in that office collecting some checks, huh? But, uh, That's the spoon yeah. who sat by the door. Yeah. Maybe the, that, next, that was maybe very... the next time. Yeah. That was very good observation because I never knew such a smart man would end up being such an idiot. Wow. I agree. I agree with that. I just don't understand why we even take the job. You would do better, you know, doing what you do best. And um been a consultant for uh, John Hopkins being a consultant. But now nah, yeah, you want to. Yeah. In the political field, but under the wrong person. I just don't get it. But he, he would have done better as the... Um, the general surgeon or somebody that in his in his field. Just stay in your field. Stay in your lane. Sometimes it's best to do that. Just stay in your lane. But uh, if okay. anybody knows what Ben Carson is, give us a call. Maybe by the time we come back on the end next Friday, they'll know. <laughs> they can let us know. <laughs> so that's my 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to get on out of here. Well, we do thank you for your time and attention. Uh, we'll do it again next Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. Tell a coworker about the Pajama Party Show. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're going to say good night and roll on up out of here. Uh, Well, you know, I just want to say one more thing. We've got a couple minutes to say this here. Lyndon Bean Johnson made a statement. He said years ago that when you you convince the dumbest white man that he is smarter than the smartest black man, you have successfully picked his pocket. And Mm. that's exactly what's happening right now. Trump has, has successfully picked Trump's pocket because he has the illusion that he is actually smarter than Ben Carson. And how many people have Ben Carson brought back to life through brain surgery? Okay. Mm-hmm. But but he allowed a, a, a dodo bird like Trump to make him in charge of the fucking housing area, you know, making sure there's uh, security lights going around the brownstone right. leading up to the walkway mm-hmm. to the courtyard. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? I don't yeah, know what you gonna do. Crazy, crazy, but, uh, crazy. Yeah, just, just good night. Uh, just want to give out a little uh, level of sympathy to a good friend of mine. Uh, that uh, uh, good friend of mine, his wife uh, lost her sister. Her name was Tanya. Tanya Allen. Rest in peace, Tanya. Tanya was a good friend, part of the New York crowd back in 2007, 2006, up in Brooklyn. That whole group, matter of fact, their mother mother lived in that very same project that I was talking about over there by Smith Street, and Tanya was the baby girl of the family. And uh, Tanya just passed away of uh, cancer. She was about uh, about 50, 50 years old, maybe, 49. Oh, sorry and, uh, to hear about that. God bless his spirit. Mm-hmm. All right. So say good night, Papa. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And this is Red Wine saying bonsoir. Till next week, we'll do it again. Thank you and good night. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Good night. Rolling that day